You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. College football today. College football's back in just about two hours. We kick off the New Orleans Bowl. North Texas and Troy doesn't get better than this. Here at the Fantasy Sports Network, television and radio network, we've partnered up with a great organization. It is DKMS. You've heard Rich and I speak about it over the last three months. It's an organization looking to delete blood cancer throughout the nation. They're looking for blood donors throughout the country. Rich, we've spoken about it. It's an organization that is doing great work, and more importantly, it's a very a cause that's been very close to both of our families. Yeah, it has. I mean, it's uh, blood cancer has impacted my family, has in fact uh, in, in, uh, impacted my wife's family as well. My father-in-law battled and, and won against blood cancer and and i love what dkms is doing you're right they want to delete blood cancer and you know it's mid-december it's the season of giving don't give an ugly sweater don't give a fruit cake or or a tie that'll right. wind up in the back of the closet how about uh, making a donation of uh, of a of a a donor you know how yeah. about being a bone marrow donor that's that's the kind of giving uh, that really extends lives, and, and I think it's really a wonderful cause that they have. It is, and we're doing a great job here at Fantasy Sports Network with a new fantasy game with the opportunity to win Super Bowl 52 t- tickets. Join. It's free. You can go to uh, DKMS.org to learn more about w- the great work that they're doing, or go to DailyRoto.com backslash DKMS. That's DailyRoto.com backslash DKMS. Go to Roto Expert com backslash DKMS. Join up. It's free. Weekly winners and you'll be entered into a contest to win Super Bowl 52 tickets or you can call 844-843-6879. That's 844-843-6879. Rich, we, we talked about our favorite bowls and, and these bowl games today, which one are you looking to watch the most? For me, I, I have my eyes at that one o'clock battle. I like that uh, New Orleans Bowl between North Texas and Troy because of the contrast in styles, but which one are you looking at? Well, I, I'm, I'm most intrigued by the Las Vegas Bowl. I think it has some really good storylines. Mario Cristobal, first game as the head coach of Oregon, the successor to Willie Taggart. Uh, a lot happened in the past couple of weeks with the players stepping up, signing a petition, 70-plus ducks signing a petition for Mario Cristobal to be the head coach. Now those players have an opportunity to back their coach on the field where it really matters. So I want to watch the intensity of Oregon. I'm also really eager to see Justin Herbert. I, I want to see what His this health. kid has to offer. How healthy is he? What can he do for that Duck offense against a pretty good Boise State? D? I think that'll be a great game in uh, in Las Vegas. Western Kentucky and Mike White as well. I want to see how Mike White goes out in style, see if they can really have offensive balance because the one thing that they haven't had this year uh, is the they cannot. Yeah. 66 rushing yards per game. I mean, we mentioned Anthony Wales their leading receiver last year, Taylor. And how about Forrest Lamp from that offensive yeah. line has put a lot of pressure on Mike White this year. But through it all, still 24 touchdown passes. We'll see if he can attack that Georgia State secondary a little bit later today. When we come back, we'll be talking about Louisiana Tech and SMU and some of the other ball games, Central Michigan and Wyoming. Keep it where it is. Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonello live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Studio 34.
Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Great battle taking place a little bit later in the week. It's Central Michigan and Wyoming. A very intriguing matchup that showcases John Bonamigo and the Chippewas going up against the Cowboys. It is in Boise, Idaho. Everybody's talking about Josh Allen. He might not play in this matchup, but I don't think it matters. When you look at this Wyoming offense this year, only averaging 109 rushing yards per game with Josh Allen, averaging 179 passing yards through the air per game. I like the more blue-collar team here in Central Michigan, 5-2 and two on the road, Rich, this this year. I think they get a 10-point victory over the Cowboys in this ballgame. I think it'll be a closer game. I think it's going to come down to the final possession. These are two similar programs. I mean, both have had their struggles offensively. I like the Wyoming defense. Uh, I, I, I think that's the best unit in this game. A lot of players, Carl Granderson off the edge, uh, Andrew Wingard in the secondary. That's a vastly underrated unit. But because neither team can throw the ball consistently, and listen, I grew tired all year of hearing about the fact that Josh Allen lost oh, a lot terrible. of his best players. I, I mean, stop? enough already. I mean, how many quarterbacks lost a lot of their best players? Baker Mayfield lost a lot of his best players last year at the skill positions. I know Oklahoma's not Wyoming, but I got tired of hearing it. I don't know if Josh Allen plays, but I do know whether he plays or not, this offense is going to struggle. So give me the team who can run the ball more consistently. That is Central Michigan with Jonathan Ward by a sliver. I like the Chippewas, but this is not a game that I consider to be one of my best bets. And if you bet it, you're probably going to sweat this one out to the end. Well, here's what I look at when I break this ball game down. You mentioned Josh Allen. I mean, 56% completion percentage. He did not step up against the better teams on his schedule this year. They got blown out by Iowa in the early part of the season. He had an opportunity to face Oregon. They got blown out in that ball game in Laramie. And from a, a, I just want to say his reads and progressions this year to me, Josh Allen did not elevate his game. Now, he's a quarterback to me. That reminds me, just from an athleticism standpoint, of Philip Rivers. Now, is he Philip Rivers coming out of NC State back in the day? No, in no way, shape, or form. And when I look at this Chippewa defense overall, plus eight in turnover margin, they do have 32 total sacks, and they're physical at the point of attack. And how good is Shane Morris this year? 26 touchdown yeah. passes. I think Jim Harbaugh and the crew would love to have him back in Ann Arbor after his performance this season. It's still too many. Many turnovers, though. I mean, a lot of inconsistency from the lefty behind center. I, I, I always liked Shane Morris. I thought he was going to develop into a much better player. He got knocked around and with what the was concussion. the bowl game a couple of years ago? He played. A, he filled in in a bowl game. I don't remember what the bowl game was, but it was out west. He played very well. Against I, Florida? I don't think the so. The Citrus Bowl? I think it was that a was a couple of, opponent. Co- couple of years ago. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I got to think. I, I, I'm not, I forget the bowl game. I'll have to look it up. But, but I thought he had a lot more potential. Sort of went sideways. Didn't develop. 
I like Joe Ostman, by the way. Uh, the defensive end for right. Central Michigan creates a lot of pressure. Wyoming's defense, though, less than 18 points per game. I think this is going to be a low-scoring, grinded-out type of a game. That's where I'm going to lean on Jonathan Ward, the Central Michigan running back. I think he'll be able to get the tough yards against that Wyoming defense. You know, the Josh Allen question mark, it's going to continue. He's got a shoulder issue. I think, looking ahead towards next year, just beyond this bowl game, I think he's the kind of kid that should return. He should return to Laramie in 2018, get another year of seasoning, did not develop. You're right, his progressions were sketchy this year. He could use another year in a college system under Craig Bowl, but having said that, he's probably going to leave early and declare for the NFL draft. I'll tell you this, I don't think he's a top four draft pick in terms of rounds in any way, shape, or form. I know he's got the size. But he'll go, and... because, because of the raw talent, he'll go in the first two yeah, rounds. Yeah, he should be a fifth or a six-round six pick. I'm sorry. I, again, I've heard a lot of New York media guys that claim they watch college football mentioning, oh, the players around them. He lost his leading rusher, Brian Hill. That being said, if you watched him against Iowa, you watched him against Oregon, Power 5 teams, and Oregon's defense is, is not in any way, shape, or form a dominant no. secondary this year. Tanner Lee picked them apart in Eugene this year. So for Josh Allen not to have success against both of those teams, for me, he's not worthy of a top a fifth round pick in my opinion and again he might have the size might have the intangibles but in terms of elevating his game and his teammates around him I don't think he has what it takes to cut it in the NFL right now uh, I agree. And listen, if your excuse is going to be we lost players to the NFL draft, well, that happens at every program. If you cannot elevate when you lose your surrounding talent, that to me is the kind of player that needs to remain in school for another year. I think he's a project. I, I think, you know, I know about the arm talent. I know about the athleticism and the size. I've seen comparisons to a young, raw Ben Roethlisberger. I know what he can potentially become, but how long is it going to to take let's step away from josh allen for one second interesting sideline in this game especially when we talk about quarterbacks that are prone to turnovers central michigan leads the fbs in takeaways you know who number two is in the country wyoming Wyoming. i mean so this is the kind of game defensively where you know you could have a lot of balls going the other way a lot of strips fumbles takeaways which both of these programs have leaned on in 2017 will be a very big factor when these two teams line up and the game is played in boise so wyoming's used to playing within the conference there against uh, against the broncos so they're familiar with the territory but again i when i look at central michigan each and every year in bowl games they bring it. Now, they don't win every bowl game, but they're in every single game. They did it with Cooper Rush a couple years ago. They're battle-tested. They faced Minnesota a couple years ago as well. John Bonamigo doesn't get enough credit. He's a blue-collar coach. He had cancer, coaches this talent up, and the kids love him. He's a player's coach. Again, I'm not buying into Craig Bowl and the crew this year. I know he overexceeded expectations last year and that people were expecting them to possibly have 10 wins. But Josh Allen, to me, mediocre quarterback and this team overall, not blue collar enough to get it done on the, on the blue turf in this bowl game. Yeah, I mean, Central Michigan 120th nationally in third down conversions. Wyoming yeah. 115th. I, I, I think this will be a very sloppy game that comes down to the final couple of possessions. Technically, these are the kind of teams I don't want to see in the postseason based on how they played in the regular season. They're getting, going to get an opportunity uh, to play in this game in Idaho. Good for them. I hope they enjoy it. Hopefully the seniors <laughs> 
it out with a victory. But neither of these teams, couple of players I really like. I like Granderson. I like Wingard on Wyoming. I really like Joe Ostman, the defensive end from Central Michigan. But by and large, these are a couple of pedestrian programs. I don't see either of these teams pulling away. I think it'll be competitive. I see Central Michigan winning this ball game in the area of 31 to 21. I think they get a 10 point win over the Cowboys. Again, whether Josh Allen plays or not, I still like Central Michigan here. But the team that does win the turnover battle should win this matchup. And Allen will be the storyline. I mean, those of you who follow the NFL, the NFL draft, uh, he's going to be one of the more interesting individuals assuming he does come out I mean his pre-draft process is going to be watched very closely as we talk about the Rosens and the Darnolds and the Lamar Jacksons and Baker Mayfield lurking out there is Josh Allen so if you want to get a glimpse of him hope that that shoulder is okay and he could suit up I would take Quentin Flowers over Josh Allen in a heartbeat I'm telling you that right now when the NFL draft comes I'm taking Quentin Flowers if you're talking raw quarterbacks apples to apples I think he's got a huge upside compared to Josh Allen at this point in his career I think he needs to develop as a pocket passer but we'll get that uh, down in March and April when we break down the NFL draft another bowl game I'm really looking forward to La Tech and Skip Holtz taking on Sonny Dykes yeah. and SMU taking over for Chad Morris that became the head coach at Arkansas. Sonny Dykes will coach in this ball game. He's got two big play wide receivers in Trey Quinn and Cortland Sutland that have combined for 164 receptions, 24 receiving touchdowns. But for me, it is the defense of SMU giving up 213 rushing yards per game. They're also giving up 272 passing yards to opposing quarterbacks and more importantly rich this team was one in four on the road or on a neutral field site this season and lost those games by 14.2 points per game I'll take Skip Holtz and the Bulldogs in the upset. I think it's close early on, but uh, La Tech does get a 10-point win. I, I agree with you. I, I think Louisiana Tech has been close this year. They've lost some close games. Skip Holtz does a nice job there. Some of the offensive inconsistencies with Jamar Smith at quarterback, Boston Scott, who I really like in the backfield, I, I don't think we have to worry about them as much against this SMU defense. Now, SMU's got a couple of nice players on defense, Justin Lawler in right. particular, the defense end has had a terrific career on the hilltop I would have liked SMU if Chad Mars was still in place because Chad has done a tremendous job before taking the Arkansas head coaching job really was building a nice trend in Dallas with the Mustangs but now that you don't have the head coach you have Sonny Dykes in the picture I, I think that's going to be a problem a little more stability with Louisiana Tech I expect that offense to break out I think it's a shootout I think this is a shoot. I think it's like a 43-40 to 40 type of a game. So if you're getting five points, I say take Louisiana Tech. Yeah, Skip Holtz has won his last three games as La Tech's head coach in bowl games. So keep an eye out for that. They're plus seven in turnover margin. I like that. And they were three and two on the road this year. Two of their losses to South Carolina and UAB, Rich, by a total of two points. So keep an eye out for that. That's why I like the Bulldogs. We'll see how it plays out. It is next week. Chad Morris. Uh, moving on to Arkansas intriguing developments we'll see what Sonny Dykes can do in that ball game when we come back we'll be talking to former Wisconsin running back Anthony Davis this is Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonello live in the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Studio 34 Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, 
or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source 24 hours a day. Great matchup taking place a little bit later in the month. Orange Bowl, Wisconsin, and Jonathan Taylor taking on Malik Rozier in Miami. If you want to get the skinny on the Badgers, you bring in the fourth leading rusher in Wisconsin history. He's live on the Fantasy Sports Celebrity Guest Line. Want to welcome in former Wisconsin running back Anthony Davis. AD, how are you today? I'm good. What's going on, Joe? How's everything? Uh, this is what it's all about, Anthony. Bowl season kicks off today. I want to get your thoughts about bowl preparation. You, you had an opportunity back from 01 to 04 to play in the bowl system. What does it mean for younger players and, more importantly, the Wisconsin Badgers as they face the Miami Hurricanes in the Orange Bowl? Uh, well, first of all, I mean, bowl preparation, it, it, it allows for a couple things to happen. Number one, it allows for guys to get healthy and recover from the season. So I think that's great. You know, you'll, 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 you'll get a chance to see a team that's rested, that's well-rested and, uh, you know, hopefully recover from a lot of injuries. You get a chance to work a lot of younger guys in who may have not – you may not have not got the opportunity to work in during the season. Uh, so I think that's a great opportunity. And uh, coaches really use it also as a chance to get ahead of spring ball and look at some of the uh, up-and-coming players that they want to evaluate moving forward. So – a lot goes on during these bowl prep. Anthony, I had a chance to spend time with uh, Jonathan Taylor and his family back in March, impressed by the entire Taylor family. Uh, Jonathan's such a mature kid, community-minded, intelligent in the classroom. I had high expectations, but not this high in 2017. For our audience who hasn't seen him run, can you break down his game for us? Yeah, he is a deceptive runner. Um He's faster than he looks. Uh, he's got home run speed. He's got great size for a true freshman. I think he's he goes about 210, between 210 and 215. He's got breakaway speed, enough speed to, to go 70 or more. Um, and he's shifty. He's elusive. And he does a really good job of running through contact. You know, so he's – He's got very he's got some natural instincts that you just can't teach as a runner. So it's, he's a good player. Anthony, when you look at Wisconsin overall, dynamic season under Paul Chris, getting to the Big Ten championship game to face Ohio State, a lot of fans and a lot of players wanted to make it to the college football playoff, couldn't get that victory over the Buckeyes. But when you look at this matchup going up against the Hurricanes, I mean, do you think there's a little bit of disappointment heading into this ballgame from the aspect of they had their sights set on possibly a college football playoff appearance and now they're on the outside looking in? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think, obviously, you know, without a doubt, they wanted to be in the playoffs. Uh, we all wanted them to be in the playoffs. All of us Wisconsin faithful. Um, but I think you'll you'll see a team that'll go into this game excited. I mean, this isn't a game we typically play in, so 
as if, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time Wisconsin's ever played in the Orange Bowl. So I think that's something to equally be excited about. And, and it, it was a great season. So, And Miami's a quality opponent with a lot of tradition. So I think you'll see, again, you know, I think you'll, I think you'll see a great matchup, a great football game, and I think our guys will be ready to play. There, there's such a, a non-physical aspect to bowl games, as you know, Anthony. There, there's a there's a mindset, there's a psychology. Uh, you never really know what the answer is. But are there any concerns of a hangover effect, having lost that Big Ten title game, as to whether or not uh, Wisconsin uh, has any concerns? Paul Christ has any concerns about this team being up for Miami in the Orange Bowl? Uh, I don't think so at all. You know, I think. I think the guys will be ready to play in a, uh, you know, I think the coaches will have the guys ready to play in a big bowl game. I mean, it's still a, a, a high top-notch bowl, top-tier bowl game. Um, I, and I think the amount of time between uh, that Big Ten championship game and now is going to play a key factor as well. You know, coaches do a great job of getting the guys honed in and focused on this game, and I think that's what you'll see. When you look at the offensive side of the ball, Paul Christ has done a fantastic sh- uh, job in his coaching days with uh, the Badgers, but it's really the defense that's really impressed me over the last three years. Former defensive coordinator Dave Aranda did move on to LSU last year, but what has new defensive coordinator Jim, Levy, uh, Jim Leonard done to keen- continue the momentum for this defense? And, and because statistically, I mean, they're a dominant, dominant defense, especially in run support but more importantly in the secondary yeah I think one of the one of the things that's really allowed for uh, Jimmy to be successful is uh, the addition of a guy uh, Nick Nelson um, who can play man coverage I think he's I think he's an elite cornerback uh, he's got great size physical attributes and he can man cover and it has allowed for us to dial in a lot of different pressure packages that most college football teams, just aren't used to seeing, you know. So one, we run a three-four, which is not a, a common defense in college football. Uh, but so it, it allows you to bring a lot of different pressure packages, and, and it's definitely harder to protect against than a, than a four-three defense. So having cover corners and, and, and being able to trust them on an island, I think, has made a huge difference in the, in the amount of pressure that we've been able to bring this year. So. Anthony, I've brought this up on the air with Joe many times over the past couple of months uh, when talking about Wisconsin. I really marvel at the history of this program. It it doesn't matter whether it's Barry Alvarez, whether it's Gary Anderson, Paul Chris, Brett Bielema. There is a consistency with this program of taking maybe slightly off-the-radar recruits, two-star kids, and, and then turning them into pro-caliber players. What is the common thread throughout those coaches that just makes this program do it so consistently? Well, I think one of, one of the things the coaches do a great job of is recruiting the type of player that, that fits well with the mentality and, and the culture at Wisconsin. So, you know, it's, it's always going to be a place that is that hangs its hat on being a blue-collar, hard-working um, type of place. You know, you're going to come there, you're going to work hard, you're going you're gonna to focus on the little details and doing things right. Uh, good technique, um, attention to detail. You know that those are the things that those are some of the staples that our program has been built upon, and being physical. You know, and so I think there's always those those kind of pillars or elements of our program, and the coaches do a great job of finding guys that fit that mold. You know, 
Anthony, when you look at the bowl system right now, Ohio State, Big Ten champions on the outside looking in. Uh, I, I want to get your thoughts about a- expansion. A lot of people say we sh- we should expand to possibly six or even eight teams in the college football playoff. Do you have a problem with Ohio State being on the outside looking in and, and the Big Ten not having a representative in the college football playoff? I have a problem with the Big Ten not being represented, but I don't have a problem with Ohio State being overlooked. I, I don't think that I don't think they should have been in. I think the committee got it right, and I'm probably going to be one of the few Big Ten guys you'll hear say that. But I, I think the committee got it right. I just don't, you know, I, I don't see them as, as as being better than any of those four teams that that were selected. So, Anthony, can you weigh in on something else that's topical? And I think really could become a trend for better or for worse which is star players players in general sitting out bowl games uh what are your thoughts on that uh do do you support it does it concern you where do you stand well from a fan perspective it sucks you know because you you know some of the 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 key matchups you want to see you want to see some of the best against the best you know i want to see the best player for this pac 12 team play face off against the best player for this ACC team. You know, you want to see those matchups, those individual player matchups is to me what makes the bowl games, you know. I'm fortunately enough I've been I've played in some games where there were some, you know, first round draft uh matchups right in the in the game that I got a chance to watch, you know, first round corner, first round receiver. Um but I've also from a player's perspective, I get it. You know, if you get to the point where you have nothing else to prove and you've got enough film, you know, while you want to be out there um, with your teammates and give it one last go round, you also have to think um, what's the best for you in terms of your, your business now. You know, you got to think business minded, especially if you have aspirations to play at that next level. What's going to be the best business move for you uh, moving forward? And, and, you know, I think that's that's huge. So, AD, I get both sides, man. AD, it's awesome to have you on the show talking about Wisconsin football, talking about the college football playoff. We love to get you on as these games uh, inch closer. We hope you enjoyed it today. Yeah, definitely. Always a pleasure, man. Former Wisconsin running back Anthony Davis. I mean, a class act. I'll just say that. I mean, uh, from the, what he did on the football field, outside the football field, he works with younger athletes today. So, and student students of the game. It's what great, it's all about. A great ambassador to a great university because Wisconsin is not just a tremendous athletic program. Look at what they've done basketball yeah. too. I mean, on the hardwood, consistently overachieving football as well. But an outstanding academic institution. And you look at someone like Anthony Davis, and he really just epitomizes what takes place in Madison. So it's always fun to have him on the air. And you think about some of the you know running backs back in the day: Ron Dane, Terrell yeah. Fletcher, Brent Moss. Back in the day, we're going yeah. back. P.J. Hill. I mean, uh, you know, Monty Ball. I mean, he's the fourth leading rusher in Wisconsin history. So keep an eye out for that. He had a solid career from 2001 to 2004. And to get his thoughts about bowl preparation to get his thoughts about Jim Leonard because again a lot of people thought that defense would take a step back after Dave Aranda moved to Death Valley and Baton Rouge not the case and even Jerry DiNardo when he was on the show in the in the offseason said that he thought teams that would utilize motion to get Jim Leonard to force to make play calls would be a concern not so 
No, the defense has played remarkably well, a tremendous amount of consistency. Even in the Big Ten loss, they, they gave up, what, 24 yeah. points in that game? And 27. 27 right? to yeah. 21, was yeah. it? Yeah, and Jack Jack Cicci, who I think might have been their best player entering the season, right. the linebacker, never played a down. So, you know, I mean, they do a great job of just coaching up kids, preparing. I thought it was interesting you brought up Nick Nelson, Hawaii transfer, mm-hmm. now is probably going to be playing in the NFL. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that bowl game against Miami is a contrast in styles. Can the speed of the Hurricanes expand? Exploit that but Wisconsin defense vertically will be the matchup you want to see. We're just getting started. When we come back, we'll talk to Gabe Morenci, get his picks for later in the week. Keep it where it is. Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonello live in the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Studio 34. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. I am amped up for college bowl season, college football playoff. This is what it's all about. Best pick time, game time decisions host Gabe Morenci. He's locked, loaded, ready. Hot as a pistol. Hot as a pistol and wearing an awesome, what is that, a bowling shirt? What is that? Well, Gabe, let's get right into it with a game that we broke down. I like Arkansas State against Brent Stockstill in Middle Tennessee State. How do you see this game playing out at 8 p.m. today? Yeah, I agree with you in this one, uh, Joe. We look at Middle Tennessee uh, State and some interesting numbers. First off, they struggle in bowl games. They've lost their last four bowl games, and uh, they didn't cover any of those games either. Uh, we talked about it earlier. How do teams uh, play on the road? How do they do against teams with winning records? How do they do against other bowl uh, teams? Middle Tennessee State, not well, guys. Over the last two years, they're 2-8-1 two, uh, two, and, uh, and one against the spread against teams that play the bowl games. So essentially, if you played in six games, you know, if, if you won six games, excuse me, I just want to smash this Apple MacBook Pro. Uh, if it's, uh, it's making noise here, my apologies. I've got computers proximity. You know, it's not for betting, you know, and doing these shows. I don't know what computers are good for, but uh, but that's besides the point. Long story short, guys, they don't beat teams with winning records, okay? Uh, you know, they don't win in big games. They can't beat teams with winning records. They're two eight and one. Uh, their last uh, their last eleven games against teams uh, that played. All right, Gabe, we'll come back to you once we get a better connection. But he brought up, I, I, from what I could hear, that he's leaning towards uh, Arkansas State. I, lo- I love the Red Wolves. I, I think do we too. all do today. I, I think it's just a mismatch in talent. This line is not appropriate for the talent between Middle Tennessee and Arkansas State. I'm glad he likes the Red Wolves. We've been pretty good when the three of yeah. us are on one team at the same time. We've been pretty solid this season, and I expect that to continue later on. Yeah, tonight. I agree, and I think I brought it up in last segment as well. When you look at past performances, Red 
Timberwolves have stepped up. They've stepped up against Power 5 competition. And more importantly, even though Brent Stock still has had great success in college football, to me, the better quarterback entering this ballgame is Justice Hansen. So that's what I look at when I see this matchup playing out. And I think it's convincing. I think it's 10 points or yeah. more. I don't I don't think Middle Tennessee State stands a chance in this ballgame. Again, I said it earlier today. I think it could be the most lopsided matchup of Saturday. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, when, when you talk about quarterbacks as well, I mean, especially at some of the lower tier, uh, we, we talked about Shane Morris. We talked about Josh Allen in terms of the, their progression. I mentioned Quentin Flowers as well. From what I've seen, especially over the last five games of this year, especially against that matchup against UCF, arm strength, I mean, is unrivaled. I mean, you have to put him up there with Mayfield and Lamar Jackson. You know who he reminds me of? I don't know if we talked about it off air at some point. He reminds me of a younger version of a uh, Steve McNair. Yes. Or a Dante Culpepper. Because you think of dual threat quarterbacks, you tend to kind of think, well, they're smallish. They're jackrabbits. They could, you know, they could outrace opponents, but they can't really handle contact. Quinton Flowers is a very thick physical type of a quarterback he can run through tacklers as well as run past yeah, them. Yeah, I agree with you and in terms of uh, when you look at his game uh, again, out of Lamar Jackson, his size to me is what matters. His ability to take the consistent pounding of the NFL will be whether, whether he projects as a quarterback, but again, I think when you have the pocket presence that he has and he's elevated his game. Now, you talk about Josh Allen Right, He lost a lot of talent from that team last year with a new head coach in Charlie Strong. Yeah. Not an offensive mind in terms of his game. I mean, Willie Taggart, you see what he That's does with Oregon. How come we're not talking about yeah. Quentin Flowers progressing to the next level, but everybody's making the excuse of Josh Allen because of the playmakers around them? Marlon Mack was arguably, I mean, clearly the best running back in USF history. And, and he, he started out, especially in the preseason for Indianapolis, yeah. had a great season. He's not uh, he's not in Tampa any longer. So, I, I mean, it just drove me berserk this year hearing analysts say, well, let's, let's kind of cut a little slack to Josh Allen because he lost his best backs and receivers receivers there's a lot of quarterbacks who lost their best backs and receivers and they just continue to progress so i i think we have gabe back on the air gabe sorry about the technical difficulties uh you like arkansas state correct yeah i do and it's strange that the betting market disagrees because i i agree with you guys i think it's going to be a convincing win uh for the red wolves in this spot you look at this football game. I don't really think Troy are all that much better than, than Arkansas State. Arkansas State are a really good team. The best team in the state of Arkansas, we'll put it that way. It's down to three points right now, too. I don't understand this line movement. I thought it would go up. And the, the, the lines are starting to bounce around right now. We talked about all the money coming in on Marshall. People are starting to click the mean green right now as well. There's not, there's not sevens. There's no longer sixes on the board. Texas, uh, North Texas now only getting five and a half in this football game. Everybody's jumping on the underdog before kickoff. Gabe, another game. I know we've talked about it. He's a friend of the show. Akron and Coach Bowden playing in the Boca Raton Bowl against Lane Kiffin. I know you're hot on the Owls. You're still hot on them to cover this number of 23 in this bowl game. I'm getting a little bit of cold feet here, a little bit. Just, Just a little bit. You know, Coach Bowden is a monster when getting more than 17 points against the spread uh, in his career. And I'm a little bit concerned that the that it's a bit of a letdown for FAU. You know, it's a bowl game, but they're playing on their home field. There's, they're not traveling anywhere. And I wondered about that. And Lane Kiffin was very honest about it. And he's basically stated, 
we wouldn't be able to sell our allotment of tickets in a bigger bowl game. And that's too bad that, you know, to me, the college football is about, well, how many tickets are you going to sell at the game as opposed to, hey, you're a good 10-win team. We want to see you play against this other good 10-win team. You know, that, that this is the, the ugly side of the bowl season. And, you know, the, the matchup, a lot of stale matchups, you know, ooh, Big Ten, Big Ten three versus SC three again. Yeah, great. Yeah, how many times can we watch Michigan and South Carolina or Michigan and Tennessee in an outback bowl? I'd like to see some fresher matchup. But without being stated, we know that Florida Atlantic is a more explosive team. And the Zips are in tough here after playing against Toledo. I'm still going to lay the points. I'm not going to talk myself out of this, but I'm not loving it as a best bet uh, like I did before. I'm a little bit worried that FAU is going to be a little bit flat. And, uh, you know, the Zips are going to be zipping around. They're going to be fired up to go to Florida for this game. They're playing with house money right now. Getting that many points, man, the back door. I mean, if it's 23 and a half points and Florida Atlantic are up by 28 and the Zips score a touchdown, you cover your bet with the Zips. It's hard to cover a number when it's that big. So I'm getting a little bit of cold feet as far as the number is concerned. I'm not going to lie. Uh, let's let's move on to the Frisco Bowl, first ever Frisco Bowl. I, I think it's an interesting matchup between Louisiana Tech and SMU. I love the wide receivers uh, at SMU, Trey Quinn and Cortland Sutton, but such a curious situation. Sonny Dykes, having never coached SMU, now will coach the Mustangs. Joe and I are both leaning towards Louisiana Tech. What do you think? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to have to join you on this one. Skip Holtz is uh, he's a legend in the gambling community as an underdog you don't want to be laying points uh with skip but when you're getting points you know you, you don't walk you run to the window and it's a unique situation with with coach dykes coming in here right now i don't expect there to be much of a drop you know how much of a drop off is really going to be with the offense i don't think he's really going to change anything and you know everyone talks about oklahoma state smu are the only other team in college football actually with two wide receivers with a thousand plus yards a running back with 1,000-plus yards and a quarterback that threw for 3,000 yards. So, you know, we know they're an explosive offense. You know, they score like 40 points a football game. But Louisiana Tech uh, plus five, you know, I think they're a live, uh, live dog here that can trade points. Uh, it's going to be a fun game. I like the over 70 in this game. Uh, but I like the underdog as well here. Yeah, I think it's an odd line, too. Five points for that battle. I mean, I, I would say SMU should be about a seven, seven-and-a-half-point favorite when you look at this game. Five is a crooked number. <laughs> it is. It is. Industry. Like, five means the book doesn't like the game. Exactly. I've spoken to some uh, some guys that could be extras in the Sopranos, if you know what I'm saying, <laughs> and they've told me, Marenzi, whenever you see a point spread of five, don't bet the game. It's a, you know, it's a crooked game. It's a crooked number. <laughs> we didn't know what to do with it, so we made it five. And it's true. Fives, fives are an awkward number, right? It really is. It, it's just, it's like nowhere's land. And they make these at five to try to scare you away a bit. That's what they're saying. We don't really know what to do with this. So we're going to make it five points. But I lean with the underdog in that game. Gabe, great insight and information. Let the winners be yours today. We'll be tweeting all day. Yeah, best bet. Oregon Ducks uh, lay the seven. Let's go mean green and over the number, guys. And Arkansas State rolls tonight. Let's get it. Yeah, we're all on the same side. We're at Arkansas State and Louisiana yeah. Tech. That's good news I for like us. Oregon I mean, as well. Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't like, like North Texas, though. I think that, that I defense that. is going to get trampled. Oh, Mason Fine's going to 
pick apart that Troy defense. If you know, they jump favorite, up early, my favorite it's over. of the Three Stooges was right. Larry Fine. I don't know what well, uh, relevance I, 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 that I, has. Any, any of our viewers were alive during that time well, of the I Three Stooges? I don't know. We, we would either. have. It doesn't mean I didn't have, enjoy them. We would have issues. But I'll tell you this as well. I know Gabe likes a couple of overs today. I love the over in Georgia State and Western Kentucky. I think it's going to be a shootout. I both teams can generate a pass rush. Two solid quarterbacks, Connor Manning, Mike White, and I think the Hilltoppers have the speed to really take apart that Georgia State defense, giving up 242 Georgia passing State yards Georgia State and the game. over would concern me because Georgia State just has problems scoring. Well, you remember San Jose State beat uh, beat their bowl opponent two years ago when they were five and seven. You know who the opponent was? Georgia State. I'm just saying. Yeah, Georgia right. State. All I'm right. just you know. Connor Sean Man- Elliott. Listen, Sean Elliott did a very good job. Yes. Let, let's let's remark on what the former South Carolina. He has done. A, he did. has done a, a solid job, yeah. and they're six and five overall. And that's not to take away from from their performance in the 2017 season. I just think from a football perspective, even though Western Kentucky hasn't stepped up this year uh, the way they did under Jeff Brom. With the extra weeks of preparation with the senior quarterback and that talent around him, that's where I see it. Defenses in this ballgame will be non-existent, so we'll see exactly you know who, who gets that battle. We all like Western Kentucky, but I like the over as well. When we come back, we'll be talking best bets. Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonello live in the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Studio 34. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Best pick time. We're about an hour and five minutes from the start of the 2017 bowl season. We've been hot as pistols. I think the season record was Rich got the victory by one game. I'm not sure. I actually thought we, I, honest to God, I thought we were deadlocked. I might have to double check that yeah. then. I don't we know. Were, I have to we go were back both to the tape. About, what, dozen, 15 games? Yeah, over 500? I, so I you, think you I was in the area of 10, 11. Anyway, you're ma- you, you, you made some money. You made some money. There you go. Let's jump right into the best picks. I like Louisiana Tech here. They've won the last three bowl games with their coach, Skip Holtz, plus seven in turnover margin. And like I mentioned, SMU this year, one and four on the road and lost those games by 14.3 points per game. Give me the five points. I like a lot of tech in this ballgame. I do as well, Joe, just not as much as you do. This was a hard game for me to figure out. I don't know what to expect from SMU with Sonny Dykes, but uh, for all the offense that'll be in this game, Two defensive ends I really like. Justin Lawler at SMU, Jalen Ferguson of Louisiana Tech. So there will be some defense, just not that much. Yeah, Arkansas State, it's not a best selection of mine, although I think Justice Hansen breaks out later today. You love the Red Wolves as one of your best selections. I I really would call it my best pick of the day. I I love Arkansas State. I think there's a significant talent gap with Middle Tennessee, just not the same team without Richie James at wide receiver. Brent Stockstill's been mediocre. 
Watch Hanson. Watch Javon Rollins-Jones. I think ASU rolls. This is my best selection today. North Texas in the upset. Mason Fine attacks that secondary of Troy. There's multiple, multiple injuries, suspensions for Troy. Leading rusher for North Texas is out as well, so keep an eye out for that. To me, it doesn't matter. I like uh, Mason Fine to pick apart that defense. They get a four-point win over Troy in this ballgame. I am all over the Sun Belt today. How about that? I'm Sunbelt Richie today because I'm going with Troy. I like Troy. Do not like the North Texas uh, defense. Mason Fine, nice quarterback. You got to play some defense. I think Jordan Chun, Brandon Silvers have one of their best games of the season. Troy Rolls. I could see you in South Beach with a bikini on and a buckle. Saying South Beach Richie. If you're picturing me in a bikini right now, my brother, you have some problems. (laughs) Another best selection of mine is Western Kentucky. To me, better quarterback in Mike White. I don't like the defense of Georgia State giving up 242 passing yards per game. They were 5-1 on the road. Those opponents that they beat, 12-48 overall, 200 winning percentage. I'll take Western Kentucky. They win this ballgame by 17 or more later today. Yeah, I like Western Kentucky as well, but I will say it's more about Georgia State than Western Kentucky. I don't like the Panthers in this matchup. Western Kentucky has disappointed me all year long. Let's see if they could cover that number. It's going to really hinge on a big day for Mike White. Later in the week, Central Michigan against Josh Allen in Wyoming. I'm not sold on Wyoming's offense overall, and more importantly, Central Michigan plus eight in turnover margin, five and two on the road this year. I think they get a 10-point win over the Cowboys. I'll take Central Michigan as well. It's not a best bet for me. I don't care if Josh Allen plays or not. I love the Wyoming defense, but you got to be able to run the ball. Cowboys have no rushing attack. CMU, I think, can get it done with Jonathan Ward. So in a close game, give me the chips. Yeah, it's a pick em game, so you're not laying anything yeah. in that ball game. Whether Josh Allen plays or not, it might move uh, a little bit later in the week, so keep an eye out for that. Colorado State, they're facing off against Chase Linton and Marshall in that ball game. I think multiple weapons for Mike Bobo and that offense. They get it done. Not a best selection of mine, but you like the Rams in this ball game. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Gabe's turn. I'm starting to get cold feet at this point. I'll admit it. I'm taking Colorado State, but their bowl history has not been strong. Marshall has been dynamite, 10-2 all-time in the postseason. I just like the offensive talent. I'm a big Nick Stevens fan. Michael Gallup will have a big day. It could be close. I say Marshall by, by a touchdown. Yeah, I like Temple. Uh, Rich likes Florida International, and we're all over the UAB Blazers in the Bahamas Bowl. Enjoy the weekend. For Rich Sermonello, this is Joe Joe Lisi, we'll see you next Saturday. Have a great weekend, everyone.